Welcome to the Central Valley Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Stevens. This season, we're going to be focusing on what now? So if you were with us for the first season, you know that we were looking uh, at the election. We were looking at candidates who were running. Uh, we were hopeful that things were going to turn out differently than they did. Most of our guests were anyway. So the, the with this new theme of what now, we're going to have a series of guests. We're going to go to various speeches, various events, and we're going to visit what we can do to create the California, the America, the Central Valley that we envision. And so I have with us today fabulous folks. I have the Democratic Club here at Stan State. I have two representatives. And I'm going to have Anna and Jason introduce themselves. And then Hilda, our producer, who you all are quite familiar with, will also uh, say a few words and get this conversation started. So Anna, tell us who you are. My name is Anna Powers. I'm a senior here, and my major is political science. I'm the treasurer of the Democrat Club. And I'm really excited to see where we can take our club this semester and further. <laughs> yes, uh, my name is Jason Serang. I'm the president of the Democratic Party Club. I'm a senior and political science major, and I want to get things done. <laughs> and I'm Hilda. I am the producer and engineer for the Central Valley Politics Podcast, but I'm sure that, um, you know, you already know. <laughs> Okay, so um, we're here to talk about Kimberly Ellis, who came to Stan State, and she had a speech about how she was running for to be the chair of the California Democratic Party. So um, how did you guys get Kimberly Ellis to come? Okay, well, Kimberly Ellis, it was actually through our partnerships, because the Stan State Democratic Party Club, we partner with other local clubs in the community, such as Our Revolution Turlock, who's the Bernie Sanders group, the Turlock Democratic Club, um, Democratic Women's Club of Stanislaus County, Indivis Indivisible Stanislaus who meets in Modesto. So we partner with all these other Democratic clubs. And it was the Turlock Democratic Club that was contacted by Kimberly Ellis's campaign, and they asked us if we could help them facilitate a place where she can come speak to the local you know, Turlock residents and stuff. So through our partnership with them, we were able to facilitate uh, a spot here on campus and invite a lot of people to come meet her. Jason, a uh, question for you. How did your group uh, make those kinds of connections? What sort of work did it take to um, to have, I don't know, partnerships like that with our community? Because that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, basically going to a lot of boring meetings. <laughs> just uh, sacrificing a lot of Wednesdays and Thursday nights to go to different meetings and just meet people. And usually most um, of the different clubs were very excited to have college representation because a lot of the clubs have like a, an aging demographic and they would they would they would want some youth they want some new legs or new blood as they say so they're really excited every time we're there and they always give us a warm welcome so it's easy to become become friends with them and stuff that's really cool to hear so we shouldn't be scared to go to these meetings even if we haven't done anything like that before no it's definitely fun sometimes they even buy you dinner <laughs> so hey starving college students you hear that <laughs> free dinner if you get involved in grassroots politics thanks um, so why do you guys think it's um, important to have people like Kimberly Ellis come and speak to us? I think it's important to have um, all sorts of people who are running for different chairs or committees to come and speak to the community so that um, our community knows that they care about us, that they're going to work to make things better for us. Um, and it was really nice to have Kimberly come. She's going to be at, she's running for the chair of the California Democratic Convention, so she's going to be the head of the entire uh, Democratic Party for California. So it's really nice to 
have those people come out and um, kind of let us know what's going on and how they want to steer the party. Um, Kimberly Ellis definitely wants to change the Democratic Party um, within California, make it more um, a little bit more progressive and um, getting things done because we kind of haven't been doing that the past few years. <laughs> feel like coming out of this election that we have lost our way. Uh, that we have gotten away from our values, and it's time for us to get back to basics. It's time for us to get back to our values. That was Kimberly Ellis during her speech on campus. And so I'm running to be the next chair of the California Democratic Party, not just to bring a new voice, not just to bring a new perspective, not just to bring a new style of leadership and to change the culture and the tone of politics, but I'm running to redefine what it means to be a Democrat. So what makes you guys think that Kimberly Ellis can get that done? What in her background um, do you think makes her a, a strong candidate running against Eric Bauman? I mean, we know Eric Bauman's sort of like a, what, 25 years experience in the political machine, a lot of connections. Um, I mean, I'm with you. I think Kimberly Ellis is absolutely awesome. But I'd like to hear you guys talk a little bit about what it is that she brings to the table that might be different than um, prior leadership that we've had here. Um, well, Kimberly Ellis has worked with um, Emerge California, which is a program that trains women um, to run for different offices throughout um, the state of California. So I just stepped down two weeks ago from my job at Emerge California, where I was the executive director uh, for seven years. How many of you here this afternoon have ever heard of Emerge? So for those of you who are less familiar with the organization, Emerge California is a training program that is dedicated to recruiting, training, and supporting progressive democratic women to run for office and to win. We've been around for 15 years here in California. Over that time period, we've trained over 400 women here in California to run for office. Half of those women have already run, and of the ones who've run, we have a 70% win rate, 7-0. And um, I think that her having that background knowledge, I think she said she majored in political science when she was in college. Um, and she's worked with Emerge for uh, a while. And um, so I think that she's got the background and knowledge to where to take this party. Um, and also, I feel like Kimberly Ellis is more of a progressive candidate. She's also someone that wants to get more people involved. She spoke a lot about including young people, people of color, women, of course, is her background from Emerge California. But she seems like she's not just a, the run-of-the-mill, typical, you know, fat cat politician. She seems like she wants to get more of a grassroots movement, which is what um, I feel that we need in this area, especially after this last election, which, you know, Hillary was labeled as establishment and, and you know, not caring about the people. We need someone that does care about the people and is more grassroots and door-to-door. Yeah, that's terrific. I really, um, I really enjoyed in the speech that she gave. Thanks to you guys. Thanks again. Um, I enjoyed hearing her talk about Emerge California and her experience in making sure that she always, well, not just she, but the whole organization, um, reaches out to all kinds of different demographics, to minority communities, to working class women who might not, well, most definitely would not think to run for office without that kind of support structure and those ideas. And that's really exciting work that she's been doing. So, thanks. Um. So. What power does she have within the party? Like, if she were to get elected, what can she do? So if she's elected, she'll be the head of the California Democratic Party, meaning she'll be the one that sets um, all the members for every committee. So there's, like, finance committees. There's, you know, 
diversity committees, school committees, there's different committees within the Democratic Party, which sets the policy that all the state senators and all the assembly members and the congressional candidates and even down to like dog catchers and city council members are supposed to adhere to. So she will set the, the committee members that will make that policy. Now, of course, not every single Democrat is going to listen to the policy, but it's like it's what unites the party. It's what the party is about. And she's going to, she's going to have the most heaviest hand in setting that agenda. The, the agenda that I hear her talking about, um, Jason, if you wouldn't mind talking about that just a little bit, because it does seem to tap into um, a lot of the frustration that many of us in the Democratic Party had in this last election cycle. Um, I mean, I, I had no issues with Hillary at all. She was absolutely brilliant, one of the most brilliant minds I think we have today. But I also agree that she is super centrist. Um, and 20 years ago, I would have called her a centrist Republican and would have been fine with her as my president for the Republican Party. So it's a very, you know, I, and I'm not saying she's a Republican. She's certainly not. Her work on health care and all that kind of stuff has been phenomenal. Um, but Kimberly Ellis is talking about a very different kind of thing. And so could you talk just a little bit about what that looks like? Well, um, Kimberly Ellis, uh, during her speech, she spoke about how the Democrat Party was always known as the party that helped the poor people. That's what she grew up remembering the Democrat Party to be. And it kind of feels like the Democrat Party has lost touch with that notion of being the party for the poor people due to like, you know, corporatism and pay to play politics. And it's the usual way that people get elected. You have to have money and you have to pay to play, so to speak. So because of that um, aspect of politics, the Democrat Party has taken a hit as being like corrupt or being just one of the two parties and they're all the same and all that usual stuff as opposed to being for the people, for the poor people. And they really need to get back to their values that made them a strong party to begin with. Cool. Thanks, Jason. Um, she also explains in her speech that when candidates are endorsed, they're not required to read the um, party platform. Um, one of the things that I was um, deeply uh, surprised and disheartened to learn is that as a party, we don't even require our uh, endorsed candidates to read the party platform. right? So that is definitely one thing that I want to, uh, to, to implement, is that if you get our endorsement, if you get our money, it is required that you first and foremost read the party platform. Can you um, explain to me like some of the big points in the party platform and why it's so important for people to maybe like know about them? Um, well, what's important about the party platform is that it's what makes a Democrat a Democrat. The, the point of it's of having the political parties is so that when someone votes for a Democrat, they know what they're getting. It's not just someone that has a D next to their name or an R next to their name and they're all the same. It doesn't matter who it is. It's supposed to be that if you're a Democrat, you stand for people's rights. You stand for minority rights. You stand for gay rights. You stand for women. You stand for poor people. You want to help people. You want to give them health care. You want to help immigrants. These are the things that you stand for as a Democrat. So if you just are a Democrat and you don't stand for these things, then what makes you a Democrat? And that makes the whole political process itself weaker because you're voting for someone that doesn't stand for anything. They just they just want to get elected office and they're just going there for the job or for the fame. So it's important that you read the party platform so that you know what you're about. And we have some kind of unity within the party that it makes it easily accessible for voters to know what they're voting for. Um, and so... She touched a little bit in her speech on how the election of the chair works. Can you um, explain to, can you explain it to us again, please? Okay, so the election for chair, it's only it's going to take place during the Democratic convention, which I'm happy to say Stanislaus State will be at for the first time Ooh. ever. So it's That's awesome. 
So what the election takes place is there's three different groups of voters that get to vote for who the chair will be. One group is the assembly district delegates, which are voted um, in Modesto for this assembly district. And it's just basically an open election where anyone can go and they can vote for different members of the community to be assembly district delegates. So that election already took place and one third of the voters for Kimberly Ellis or um, her opponent will be from that group. So assembly district delegates is one third. One third of the voters are party leaders. So kind of like super delegates as, as was called during the democratic primary, but they're people that already have elected office. For example, Adam Gray or Jim Costa or you know, Governor Jerry Brown, they have a lot of members that they can bring themselves, approximately one-third. And then the final one-third is um, given to other other different um, delegates that are elected from the central committees. So Stanislaus County has a central committee, which is like the official wing of the Democratic Party in Stanislaus County. And Merced has county has a central committee. Every county has their own central committee, and they send their own delegates to the convention as well. So it's central committees get one-third, assembly district delegates get one-third, and then important party leaders get one third. So they all gather there and then they cast their election for who they want to be the party chair. And then from there, the party chair sets all the committee's members. So that's how that's how it works. Question for you guys. Uh, and I know that um, Kimberly Ellis mentioned this in her speech, but uh, you guys are really starting to engage in some serious grassroots stuff. Fantastic that you're going up there to the convention. That's just wonderful. Um, but help us understand how we can engaged to make sure that someone like Kimberly gets elected. I mean, it's, I think one of the things that, uh, that you're talking about when you're talking about the party representing different interests, talking to young people, talking to making sure that minority groups and poor people are represented and cared for and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but it's hard when you hear about a process like this with, well, there's assembly district delegates who are already elected, and then we have the party leaders who have all of this power, and then we have these central committees from Stanislaus, and we don't even know where that office is. How do we feel like we are still a part of making the decisions for the party? Um, how can we influence that vote? How can we feel a part? Well, I mean, there's different ways to do it. So. First of all, the assembly district delegate elections, they took place in January, but anybody was welcome to run. And we actually had three members of the Stanislaus State Democratic Party are assembly district delegates. So they're our friends, they go to our meetings, we know them, we have classes with them. So these people are not you know, millionaires and billionaires in, in a secret room, these are our classmates. So three delegates going to the convention, three voting delegates are from our club. So that's one way we can influence them by just talk to them in class. And then um, the Central Committee, it's not that difficult to get on the Stanislaus County Central Committee. We were at the Stanislaus County Central Committee meeting um, last week, and we're pushing to get a seat on the committee. So we will, we will probably get that done. That's one of our goals. And then once we're on the Central Committee, of course, we can influence it that way. So these things are easily accessible. It's in the Democratic Party, you don't need a million dollars to join a committee or anything like that. So anyone's welcome to join. Anyone's welcome to make a difference. You just have to go out there and go to these boring meetings, as I said. Fantastic, thank you. And then, okay, so Kimberly Ellis, during her speech, it was towards the end, um, she talks about her new deal with labor. Um, how do you think that that will work out? Um, labor was, has always been a central component of the Democratic coalition, starting in the 1930s with FDR and unions and the right the right for people to organize and recently due to like declining labor 
member numbers, labor has had less of an influence, which has led corporations and businesses to have more of an influence, which leads to more of the Citizens United type, you know, pay to play politics that everybody hates. So it's important to get labor back into the equation because protecting all of our rights to organize and to speak up against, you know, the management or the administration or whatever it is, is really important. And we need to get back to to that style of politics and bring let the workers be involved as well to counterbalance the corporations and stuff. I'm out, I'm out of question. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> um, so, so what have we not touched on that you guys think would be something that um, that you'd like us to chat about a little bit more? You want to talk about the vigil and the, the march a little bit? Yeah, so two things that we um, have been involved with are, um, first of all, on Inauguration Day on January 20th, um, the group from Turlock, Our Revolution, um, kind of spearheaded this uh, walk to, we walked from the fountain on campus and they walked um, down Gear Road with uh, signs, uh, kind of like the not my president signs and um, for the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. And um, so they went ahead, they did that. And then we also had um, last Thursday, um, we had a candlelight vigil for the ACA um, where we started at Markley Park in Turlock on Berkeley. And we um, walked down to where Jeff Denham, our congressman is, where he lives. And um, we had the news come out. Uh, CBS 13 News came out and did a story on it. Um, where, So the main point of it was um, if the Affordable Care Act gets repealed, then um, there's going to be a lot of people here in the Central Valley even um, who are no longer going to have access to health care. Um, one of our members, Adam, uh, spoke on the news saying that um, the Affordable Care Act has helped him personally three different instances within the past few years. Um, so what we did was we all got little candles and we walked from the park down to um, the gated community where Jeff Denham lives um, because Congress is in a, um, they have a recess right now. Um, so all of the congressmen are going home. So that's why we decided to do it. It wasn't just us. It was um, through, I think, nine, nine different cities throughout um, California had people going to their Republican congressmen's houses um, to kind of let them know that I think there were a little over 200 of us that night. Um, I mean, all of us, and I know there's more people who weren't able to make it, are all really pushing to keep the Affordable Care Act because um, it's going to be really bad if a lot of people don't have it. <laughs> yeah, it, the Affordable Care Act is absolutely vital. Mm -hmm. uh, question for you guys. Uh, the Our Revolution Group, the Candlelight Vigil, all this sort of wonderful <clears throat> voicing of the importance of these acts and of what's happening. How do people get involved with that? How do you, how can they find out when the next vigil is? How can they find out when they can walk or march or be a part of the um, town hall meetings to tell Denham that he needs to support our people who need health care? Um, so I got started when I, um, I started campaigning for the Bernie Sanders uh, campaign uh, this last summer. Um, because I was really interested. I really loved Bernie Sanders and what he stood for. And I just found out on Facebook, I think there was an event on Facebook and I went to, um, I went to that. It was in the Rayleigh's conference room <laughs> and there were only like maybe 30 or 40 people there. And then from there, I kind of 
Facebook is the main way that um, I find out about a lot of these things. Um, our Revolution has a Facebook page. Um, we have, so our Democrat Club meetings are every Wednesday in Bazzini 233 um, from 4.30 to 5.30. And we talk about, we have an agenda every week that has like 12 different things on it that we're talking about um, within the community. We have, um, I mean, last week we talked about um, a Central Valley immigration campaign, the candlelight vigil, all sorts of stuff. Um, so that's one way is through our club, but also Facebook is, I mean, you can just search Our Revolution Facebook or um, the Central Valley Democrats, I mean, anything. And they have a whole bunch of information on there, um, different events and what you can do um, to get started. Fabulous. Uh, and uh, one thing I'll add to that is I've found when I join one of those groups, then Facebook very helpfully suggests <laughs> others in my area. So that can be yeah. good. And we'll make sure to uh, post some links to some of these groups on our website. So when you're accessing the podcast, if you want to get more, you absolutely can. Yeah, great. Um, are there any events that you guys have uh, coming up that you guys have planned um, anytime soon or in the upcoming months? Um, well, Kimberly Ellis was part of a distinguished speaker series that we have planned here on campus. So we're actually in talks with the president of Planned Parenthood, who's planning on coming over. We're going to make an official announcement about the exact date later, but um, she's already confirmed that she will be coming. And then also we have one of the leaders of the California Nurses Union. She'll also be coming down to speak about about a, a bill that's going to go through the California Senate which has to do with women's health care and, and making a single-payer system and stuff like that. So it's really important. So we're going to have m many speakers coming, including you know, city council members, state senators, state assemblymen. So this Kimberly Ellis is the first of many speakers we're going to have. So we'll keep you updated about those events. Great job. I can't wait to see all the things that you have coming out. And we'll certainly be covering that in the Signal, csusignal.com. And we'll be covering it on uh, Hilda's podcasts. Uh, you'll hear about it on KCSS. We're going to help you guys promote as much as we as much as we can. Yeah, thank you. And um, now you your your meetings from four thirty to five thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, what day was that? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday in, in Bizzini two thirty three. Yes. Okay, so people can come there and check you out. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got kind of a close knit group of people, and we're looking to definitely expand. We want not just people who want to go to all of these central committee meetings and all that. I mean, we're not even asking for people to get that involved. Um, we just want people to come and find out what we're talking about, what we're doing. If you can make it to one event, that's awesome. Um, we're just looking to expand our club, um, which our kind of slogan is don't talk about it, be about it. So we don't want to just sit around and think or talk about what could happen you know everything that we're mad about that's going on in the country we want to go out and that's why we're doing these events like the candlelight vigil and um uh yeah that's fabulous <laughs> don't talk about it be about it yeah i love it that's a good <laughs> slogan that sort of uh that sort of helps us with our what now question that we're examining this semester so that's great um and it also seems I'll, i'd like to make a pitch for your club too for going to those meetings for those of you who are not used to um, political action, this is a really great opportunity to find out what's happening and to be around people who are starting to engage and to do something little like maybe volunteer to help with um, ushering at the this club's speaking events. Anything you can do. Um, it, it's a nice sort of nice safe way to get a feel for something like that. And it's really fun once you get started. It's hard to stop. Yeah, definitely. And people also don't really 
know what's going on if they're not involved in clubs like this um they don't really know what's happening in the community they don't know how these laws are going to affect them or their family so um we talk a lot about that at our meetings so even if you just want to come and get information um we really we welcome anybody who wants to come and join us that's excellent it's really important work it's it's one of the reasons we launched central valley politics last semester um it's just it's very difficult to find information on our very local politics uh, particularly with our um, executive branch being so messy right now almost there's just too many news pages being uh, devoted to the national scene instead of what's happening here mm -hmm. and as you all know what happens at the lowest levels of politics five ten years is going to affect the higher levels so all right um Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Anna Powers, political science major. Jason Serang, political science major. I'm going to turn this over to Hilda, but again, I want to thank you guys for coming in, and I hope we'll be having lots of conversations together about yeah, your work. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. So thank you guys again for coming. You guys are really awesome. Um, I really can't wait to talk to you again. This is Hilda Flores, producer and editor at the Stan State student newspaper, The Signal. Also, be sure to check out my story that I co-wrote with the fabulous Clara Zapian about Kimberly Ellis's speech on csusignal.com and all of our great content on our college radio station, KCSS 91.9. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Central Valley Politics. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Make sure that you reach out to us if you know of any grassroots efforts going on in the community that you think would be worthy of our discussion or if there's any other subjects you think uh, you'd like to hear about. You can reach us at standstatepodcasts at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Feel free to give us a tweet, too. You can tweet me directly at Shannon Stevens. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Or shout out to The Signal at CSU Signal. I look forward to hearing from all of you, and I hope that you'll be listening to us again next week when we have more special guests to talk about politics here in the Central Valley.